Hey, have you ever wondered why more people are not healed? I mean, if God's a loving God and we teach that God promises that he desires to heal us, why aren't more healed? And well, that's the question we're going to be covering today. And I know it's an important one for many, many people. But welcome to the Be Healed podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hannett. The Be Healed podcast is a place for you to grow your faith and to get a biblical understanding of how to receive God's healing promise. It's filled with interviews, teachings, and many different things to help build you up. So get ready. It's going to be a good episode today, and I believe that God is going to bless you. Today, to help answer this most important question, I've got a good friend and co-laborer of mine. Her name is Kathy Ratty. She's co-founder of a ministry called Healing Is For Everyone. And she's a gifted teacher and she loves Jesus and she loves helping people to understand about the healing power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, Kathy, so great to have you with us today. Oh, so good to be here. Thank you so much for asking, Pastor Steve. Amen. I know personally that your ministry has had tremendous fruit. I know the Lord has blessed it, and I know you. I know that you believe God for healing, and I know that you understand the teaching of the Scripture. And that's why I'm excited to have you on the program, because of the clarity that you have around so many issues of healing. I know you're going to be a big blessing to the people listening right now. Amen. Let's start off. I'd like to just let people know how, how you came to know Jesus. Uh, t- talk with us a little bit about your journey. Yeah, many moons ago. Um, when I was 21 years old, I was, you know, just on the outside, it, you know, everything looked great. I had a good job. I was actually going to school to become a, um, a hairdresser, you know, cosmetologist. And uh, everything looked great. But on the inside, I was dying. I was I was dark. I had no peace. I would cry myself to sleep at night and just cry out to the Lord and say, when am I going to have peace? Um, I just had a constant feeling of, of, of dread and doom, you know, sort of depression. And I was definitely on my way to becoming an alcoholic. My parents, um, you know, it was in my family, alcoholism, and I was on my way. And uh, one day, one of my close friends came to me and he, he had just gotten saved and he started to share with me a little bit about the gospel. He didn't really know much. And he asked me if I wanted to come to church with him. And I said, well, what time is church? He said, 830 in the morning. I said, yeah, I'm hungover at that time. That's not going to work. He said, how about after church? I come over with some of the people from church and we'll talk about God. I said, that's fine. They came over. Um, they started talking to me about God and, you know, they had suits on and they had Bibles in their hands. And I said, oh gosh, what did I get myself into? And, um, they started talking to me about the love of God and I was doing everything I could to stop the tears from flowing down. And after they spoke to me, I can't even tell you what they really said, but they told me about the love of God. And I went home uh, that day or I went you know, into my house. I went into my bedroom. I kneeled down on the floor. I said, Jesus, if you're real, I need you. I give, I give you my life. And instantly... I felt something leave. I just felt a burden lift off my body. I got up and I said, I will never drink again. I will never have to drink again because the peace that I was looking for had flooded my life. And, um, you know, that that's basically how I came to the Lord and, uh, you know, 
just started to grow in God. I saw so many miracles, even as a young believer. It was just amazing how the Lord revealed himself to me, made himself so real to me. At uh, times, I, I felt like I almost would hear the voice of God audibly uh, just to direct my steps. And a lot of this was even before I was even really introduced to the Bible, a student of the word. You know, I, I remember one time my friends were coming over to talk me out of this newfound relationship with Christ that I had. My friends were coming over and, um, you know, I, yes, I was delivered from, from, uh, from alcohol, but I still hadn't been delivered even from smoking cigarettes. And I remember I was sitting on my couch, I was smoking a cigarette and I was like, God help me. Cause I don't know anything. I just know that this is real. I don't want them to talk me out of it. I heard so loud. It was almost so audible. I am with you and I am in you. And I went, okay. Months later, I'm reading the word and I see in the book of John, Jesus says, I am with you and I am in you. So, I mean, God was just, you know, making himself so real. And I love that. I love when, when that's my prayer for people, when they, when they come to Christ, Lord, make yourself so real to them, because if it's real and if it's genuine and Jesus is real, there's no way you're going back. You know, there's just no way you're going to go backwards. You're just going to go forward. So that's it in a nutshell. It's powerful. Talk with us about how you came to understand healing and, and how did the Lord begin to use you in, in, in that ministry? Sure. So as I said, when I first became a believer, you know, I had some people discipling me and they were giving me a lot of information about faith, um, you know, about healing and all that. And I, and, and I remember, I mean, I'm talking about maybe I was a month old in the Lord. One of the leaders in the church was laying hands on me and I don't know why they were laying hands on my ears, but I literally felt like electricity going through my ears. It was very strange. I still don't know really what it, what it meant, but they said, God's going to use you for healing. God's going to use you for healing. And I just instantly went out. I went over to my friend's mother's house who had uh, asthma for years and years and years. And I just laid hands on her and I said, your asthma's, you know, it's gone. It's going. Nothing happened. But a few months later, she said, I went to the doctor. My doctor said, I no longer have asthma. So, but life sort of got in the way. I, you know, I got married. I had four children. I was very involved with ministry, with the work of the Lord and, and life got in the way. And these truths that I really had sort of, um, you know, they, they weren't first place anymore. And, you know, I struggled with every year having a chronic like bronchitis every year at the same time. I would be like, March is coming. Here comes the, here comes the, the cold. Here comes the bronchitis. I had migraines. Um, I had migraines that were crippling. I mean, you know, again, I'd be in bed, I'd be nauseous, throwing up. Um, and, uh, the one thing I was a worship leader at my church that really affected me was my vocal cords. I could not, my vocal cords were just locked up. They weren't they didn't hurt, but I couldn't sing. I would try to sing and my voice was all hoarse and I would be crying out to God saying, Lord, I know you called me to be a worship leader. Why, why are you taking my voice away? Because I heard almost audible the Lord say, I want you to lead worship. And I said, why are you taking my voice away? And for two years, I struggled with this voice issue. And finally, you know, I was just crying out to God. And I heard the Lord say to me, is this who you think I am? And that, that changed everything because then I went, whoa, no, I, 
yeah, do I think God is a God that would take my voice away? And the Lord really challenged me and said, you need to get back into the word. You need to get back into the word of God and find out who I am. You've lost who I really am. You know, it really became about works for me. It became about serving God in the church and and doing all these things. And I'm not saying they're not important, but I'm saying I lost, I had lost something. Listen, I read the word every day and I prayed every day, but I had lost something. I'd really lost that close relationship that I had originally. Like, you know, like Jesus said, you lost your first love. So I started to dig and I started to, to search and I started to realize, wait a minute, Jesus didn't do this to me. Jesus is a, is a lover. He's a healer. He didn't put, you know, do this to my vocal cords. And I started to stand on the promises of God and learn more about faith. And, and from that day on, you know, again, I didn't see a miraculous healing, but slowly, but surely, as I started to grow and, and, and take this by faith, see what happens is a lot of times we start off in faith. And we don't realize our whole walk. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. This is a lifestyle. It's not an event. It's not, hey, I got healed. And now I don't have to walk by faith. I'm like, thank God that's over. Now I don't have to walk by faith anymore. No, it's a lifestyle. Something else is going to come. We need faith. Faith is the key to the kingdom. One of the keys to the kingdom. So that's how I started on this journey. And I said, oh my gosh, here I am a leader in the church. Here I am, you know, I counsel people. I, I, I have Bible studies in my home. I didn't realize these things. How many more believers are in the same boat? They think they're doing something wrong. I, I thought maybe my performance isn't good enough. That's why God is doing this to me. And I had to relearn some really uh, foundational truths. So let's, let's start to discuss this question because it, it really is burning on the hearts and minds of a lot of people. Why aren't more? experiencing what you experienced. I mean, both you and I have both personally experienced healings and we've witnessed other people get healed, but there's just so many people out there that are struggling for many, many years. It's a big question. I know we can't handle the entirety of the answer, but what do you think is the most pressing reason that uh, people are not experiencing victory? Um, I'm just going to say two things. I think number one is that we give up, you know, if we've been prayed for a number of times and nothing has happened, I think we sort of give up. Um, that's number one. And number two is I, I think a lot of times we just fully don't grasp the goodness, the grace and the love of God. We don't understand the true nature of God. If we really understand the love of God, there's, and, and we see in the word, which the word is packed full of healing scriptures. Um, and, and if today, if you're, if you're struggling, if it's God's will to heal you, I challenge you just do a Google search on scriptures on healing. There's hundreds, hundreds of scriptures on healing. And, and, you know, the Bible says in, um, uh, first or second Peter, pastor Steve, you probably know better than me where it says the promises of God, that God has given us great and exceeding promises. And by these promises, we can escape the evil corruption in the world. Well, guess what? One of those evil corruptions in this world is sickness and disease. It's the promises of God. It's the promise of healing that helps us to escape the garbage that the, the, the law of sin and death can throw at us, which is sickness and disease. 
It's those promises of God. They're on a higher level. They, they give us that life of joy and peace and, and goodness and grace. So, you know, if you get into the word and then you'll understand that God has all these wonderful things for us, we got to take them. We have to take them by faith. So again, I think we give up too easily. And I think that we just don't fully understand how much God God wants you healed so much that he sent his son to a cross. You know, those lashes on his back in Isaiah 53 that we see, those lashes that he received for your healing, he paid for it. That's how much he wants you healed. That's how much he loves you. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and read that. That reference you were um, speaking of is in uh, 2 Peter, Second Peter chapter yeah. 1, verse 4. And uh, I'm going to actually begin with verse two. It says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God yes. and of Jesus, our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him Amen. who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. Yes that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption yes. uh, that is in the world through lust. Um, this makes me think about what you were previously talking about when you yourself were asking and questioning, what's going on? Yeah. God, uh, you called me to be a worship leader. And here I am suffering. And he says, you don't know me you, or you have forgotten yes. me. And, and, and it's describing that it's through the knowledge of him, both the knowledge of God, the knowledge of him in verse three. And it's, it's so, so powerful. In fact, the whole first chapter of second Peter so is focused on the idea that we, 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 we're able to receive yeah. from God through the knowledge, knowledge. of him. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I think what you're saying is powerful. When we give up, we are testifying. We don't actually know his heart. Right. We don't know what has already been provided. Right. It's already been done by Jesus. You referenced right. that he died on the cross, that he he did that already. And, and a lot of people are asking, you know, well, uh, I'll be healed in God's time. Mm, gosh. And, and, and time. I often, yeah, I, I, I say, when, when did Jesus Christ come? Did, did he come? They said, yes, he came over 2000 years ago. Yeah. And did he die on the cross? Yes. Did he bleed for you? Yes. Were, were, was he taking the stripes for you? Yes. When did he do it? They said, yeah, 2000, it's already done. Right. The sacrifice has already been done. Yes. And um, yeah, so very, very powerful. But if we don't believe in what was already done, doesn't happen, does it? It, it doesn't happen. And, and again, you know, when you're talking about giving up uh, or, or what I said about we give up, no one's walking around and saying, yeah, I gave up. They're not, you know what I'm saying? I, you, you know, this is such a heart issue. Um, it, it, these things, like, again, if you had looked at, looked at me when I was going through what I was going through, you know, with my voice, and, and let me just say, my voice was healed. I, I do not have migraines and I have not been sick, you know, in years. Now, have I had symptoms try to come on my body? Yes, I have. 
uh, during this COVID thing. Um, again, I never got tested, but uh, I, I, you know, I did have some symptoms, but they left after a day or two. It was like, no, I, I fight. I fight. You know, this is warfare. I heard somebody say one time, healing is warfare. It is a warfare. It is given to us. It is ours. But just like the is children of Israel, you know, they had to go into that promised land. There was some there was some warfare that had to go on. They were already promised the victory, but there was some warfare. And that's that's where our faith comes in. You know, we just think that, you know, we can just say, Lord, heal me. And then it's it's we want it so easy. But, you know, this life, Jesus said in this life, we're going to have trials. We're going to have tribulation. This is why we have faith. So, again, it's not like we are walking around and, and, oh, they gave up or or we're we're vocalizing it. It's somewhere in our heart that we said, you know, we just we're just doing something wrong. We're just not good enough. I'm just not worthy enough. There's so many lies that people listen to if they're honest with themselves. And sometimes, again, it goes back to. Just getting alone with Jesus. Listen, it's all about our relationship. Get alone with the Lord and be honest with yourself. Be honest with God. He knows it anyway. Lord, what is really going on in my heart? And that's what I'm saying. When I cried out to God, when I finally got alone with God and cried out, he said, is this who you really think I am? It was two years. And I didn't pray that. You know, I didn't finally cry out like that. You know, I was begging God to heal me. Yes, that I was doing, but I never really cried and said, what's going on here, Lord? What, 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 you know, and when I did that and was honest, he, you know, he manifested himself and spoke to me clearly. So there's a big mind shift that, that we are often speaking about and, and you're touching upon this. And, and the idea is that, that faith is not passive. Faith mm-hmm. is not allowing things just to happen That's- to us. Faith says, and I, I love these two words, faith apprehends and faith occupies. Faith lays yes. hold, it grabs, it, it, it holds it, and it won't let the promise of God yes. go. And this is illustrated, demonstrated many times throughout all of Scripture. You mentioned one of them. God said, I've given you the land, the promised land to Canaan. Uh, of Canaan to Israel, yeah. But they had to go and fight all of the kings and the nations that were there. It was already occupied, so they had to apprehend right. his promise and and go. Woman with a flow of blood. She was suffering for twelve years. Spent everything that she had. She now has a financial problem, and she grew worse after all of it. Tell me that doesn't describe a lot of people today, Kathy? Right? They they do their best, oh. but. She had to press through a crowd, fight a whole lot of religious protocols just to touch Jesus. Um, And she did. And she got healed. Um, In in Mark chapter 10, uh, there's this tremendous history of uh, of a guy by the name of Bartimaeus, right? And people know him as Blind mm-hmm. Bartimaeus, uh, which I think right. is kind of a shame because they should call him Seeing Bartimaeus or Healed Bartimaeus. Yeah. But um, right. I want to I want to go right. there in Mark chapter ten, and 
Uh, it says this, it says, uh, and, and you know, you and I love this because of some things that we've encountered in our own lives. Um, but it says that uh, verse 46, now they came to Jericho as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, with a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus sat at the road begging. So here's this guy. This is his lifestyle. This was their mm-hmm. financial, social welfare system of the time, uh, begging. Right. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, I believe that's just what you were saying. He's there right. and he's no longer talking to man. He shifts his begging of man to a prayer to yes. God. What a shift, yeah. monumental yeah. shift. Yeah. And he calls Jesus son of David, which we know was a messianic title. That's this guy right. recognizing Jesus, you're the savior. You're the one. Have mercy on me. Verse 48, then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. It reminds me of your story. They tried to discourage you from this new relationship with Jesus. Same thing happened to me. Do you know that, Kathy, I don't think I've ever shared this with a lot of people, but I'm going to now. My family was about to hold an intervention for me. (laughs) I'm not joking. Because I I radically received Jesus. And they said, what happened to Steve? Um, So we understand there's discouragement. And I I want to talk to everybody listening right now. Many people will discourage you, even inside God's church. They will say, oh, no, it's not for today. No. Blind Bartimaeus cried out, all the more have mercy on me. Verse 49. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Oh, I love it. I love it. Jesus stood still. Jesus stopped what he was doing because this man's faith was persevering. It was aggressive. Amen. Well, Amen. the Bible gives this history that he, he calls the blind man to him and Jesus says to him, be of good cheer. Rise. He is calling you. Verse 50, and throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. Now, we know historically that garment would have been yeah. his begging passport, his social welfare card. The, the type of garment right. would have told other people he's allowed to beg and he's blind. But what does he do to it? He casts it off. His faith is aggressive. I'm getting rid of this identity that I'm blind. I'm that's, coming that's to it, Jesus. The identity. Right. Jesus says to him, I love this question, Kathy. So Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? Now, Jesus knows he's blind. But the man's prayer was, have mercy on me. Jesus is the fullness of the mercy of God. So Amen. when Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? I believe Jesus is saying, I have so many mercies to flow toward you. That Amen. you've got to be specific. Which one do you want to pull on right now? <laughs> and and so he true. says, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. But here's what's amazing. And I'd love you to talk about this now. Then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Let's talk about the second thing that you're speaking about, this idea of faith. 
so many people are waiting for Jesus to heal them, but Jesus doesn't say to Bartimaeus, I healed you. He says, your faith, talk with us about this. I believe people need to understand this. Um, I, I mean, again, faith, we can, we never grow away from faith. Again, the just, it says it four times in the word of God, the just shall live by faith. It's not an event. It's a lifestyle. It's something that we continually grow in. We continually need to exercise. I like to think of faith like a muscle. It's the way we receive. You received salvation by faith. Um, there's a scripture um, that says, you know, the way that you've received Christ, continue to walk in that. And that's by faith. You received him by faith, right? But um, by faith, we believe um, with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. Everything we receive in the kingdom is going to be by faith. Hebrews eleven six. without faith, it's impossible to please God. For those that come to God must believe that he is and he is a rewarder. We forget that he's a rewarder, man. That's who our father, that's part of his nature. He's a rewarder. As I love it. I love it in, 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 um, uh, Luke 12, where it says, it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Well, what's in the kingdom? The kingdom is no sickness. It's all healing. It's all good. It's all joy. It doesn't come without trials. This life is going to come with trials, but we can be of good cheer. I know that's a challenge sometimes, but faith is is such a key to the kingdom. Listen, Jesus taught us to have faith. He said, have faith in God. And and we could really expound on this because it, it is everybody. Listen, you know, Pastor Steve, because I know, you know, you're a pastor and you understand this. And many people that I speak with and talk to, oh, no, 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 I have faith. Mm. But faith is very easy to spot. It's not difficult to spot. Faith always speaks the end result. Mm. Sort of like David. David looked at Goliath and said, this day, I will (laughs) kill you and and your flesh is going to be eaten by the birds. Faith goes, as you said, aggressive after. David was not sitting there with his knees chattering no, he was like, let's go against this uncircumcised Philistine. He knew the word. He knew the promise. He knew who he was. He knew his identity. And he was going after that giant. It didn't matter how big it was. It didn't matter what the diagnosis was. It doesn't matter. It it's, doesn't matter whether it's a cold. Listen, the common cold is uncurable. They don't have a cure for it. Right? We can manage the symptoms, you know, we can, whatever, but there's no cure. So a cold is the same thing as any deadly disease. There's no difference. I got healed of colds. I'm telling you, I I haven't had a cold in in, um, 16, 17 years. You know, again, you know, symptoms have tried to come on my body, but I fight. I say, no, I take a stand. And that's not because I am special. That's not because, well, God has a special anointing on me or anything like that. If I don't keep my eyes on the Lord, if I slack off and get lazy, if I just, you know, stay out of the word, don't keep the word first place, don't keep the Lord first place. Listen to me. 
the enemy's going to just come right back in and try. He's he will continue to try. Um, it's not it's nothing to do with me. I enjoy healing. Yeah. I enjoy living yeah. healed. I enjoy walking in divine health. So I'm going to continue to do my best. And that's another thing. When people are really struggling, I don't think it's beneficial to someone, you know, to say to them, well, you're not walking by faith or anything. No. Listen, everybody is at a different place. The Bible says we're we're to bear with those that are weaker than us. We need to encourage those because then they start to feel condemned and they get into condemnation. And, and that's not helpful either. So we need to always encourage it. Listen, doesn't matter where you're at now. doesn't matter, you know, how you got into this situation, but let's let's get you out. Let's pray together. And that's where the body of Christ comes in. And we encourage one another in the faith. We don't condemn each other. Um, we, we encourage one another. But, you know, you talk about faith. When you were talking about blind Bartimaeus, I think of the woman, the Syrophoenician woman, who she wasn't a Jew. She had everything against her. She didn't have any promises of God. She had nothing. But this woman's faith, think about this. She came to Jesus asking for her daughter's deliverance. And Jesus basically tells her, no. He literally says no to her. I'm sorry. I've only come for the lost sheep of Israel, he says. She would not give up, even though Jesus said no. And Jesus is never saying no to a believer. He's just, he's not saying no even to the unbeliever. He's saying yes. So how much more now? But this woman keeps going and says, Lord, even the little dogs get the crumbs. And Jesus goes, wow, wow, your daughter's delivered. He doesn't have to go there. He doesn't even have to touch the daughter. Nothing. The daughter gets delivered. Listen, I think we've entered into a different, um, what's the word I want to use? A, a, a different um, space or, or time or, or level. I don't know what you want to call it. But I think that these greater works, we're entering in a time of even those greater works, that it's going to be easier to to see these greater works and see these miraculous healings. So if you have been struggling in your faith and you have been struggling with healing and you haven't seen any results, I want to encourage you, do not give up. Do not give up. This word is real. The promises of God is real. Jesus is alive. Jesus is is real. He is a healer. He wants you healed. He's not given up on you. If you're watching this broadcast, it's for a reason. If you're listening to this, it's for a reason. It's because God is trying to get your attention and say, listen, it's not over. Doesn't, I don't care how long it's been. I don't care how bad the situation looks. I want you well. It doesn't matter what report you've received. Healing is yours. And when we pray and when we ask from that point on, Healing is working in your body. Don't go by what you see. Don't go by what you feel. I, I love 1 John 5, 14 that says, if we ask anything according to his will, healing is his will. He hears us. And if we know he hears us, we know. There's that word no. That word no. I know. I'm not wavering back and forth. I know that I received the petitions I asked for him. So once we pray, and I like to tell people this too, once we pray, you continue to thank God every day. Thank you that healing is working in my body. 
and you write, it's finished, and you get aggressive, and you say, these symptoms must go. They must leave. Healing is the children's bread. It's mine. Yes, it's and, finished. And we get aggressive, but we thank God. We don't continue to beg the father because he's a good father. And, and you know, it, you know it, we've heard it so many times, but it's like if my kid comes to me the same every all the time, ask me for the same thing, and I keep saying, yes, go do it. You know, take it. Go get it. Sure. Hallelujah. And they keep asking me for it. It's No, that's not relationship. Kathy, let's do it. The anointing of God is on you right now. I, I know it for sure. Just let's make declaration. Just go ahead and pray for the people. I want you to receive this prayer. The prayer of faith will cause the sick to be healed. Kathy, just go ahead. Just release prayer for the people today. Amen. We're just going to release um, healing right now. We're just going to release the healing power of God. Wherever you are, close your eyes. And I want you to just receive because right now the healing power of God is flowing. So Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, we release your healing. We release your presence. Father, I thank you. Even right now, people are just going to feel uh, feel a warmth, just feel a, 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 the joy of the Lord, just feel the love of God. And I thank you that that is the healing power of God flowing. Lord, your, your power is present to heal. So whatever symptoms, and, and right now I know somebody is struggling with migraines, Someone out there that's struggling with migraines right now, you're just going to almost feel uh, pain leaving your head. We speak to that pain now. We command it to go. And Father, I thank you that pain is leaving that head right now. Father, I pray with anybody now with any um, autoimmune disease, uh, any any joint damage in the name of Jesus, we just release healing power of God. Father, you not only heal bodies, but you heal hearts and you heal minds. So Father, I pray for anybody right now, even with, with um with just traumatized souls. Father, I release your healing to their soul. And I thank you that as their soul is healed, their body will be healed, Lord God. So Father, I just release anointing and power right now and the healing power of God to flow and everybody to be healed in Jesus' name. Cancers, we speak to cancer right now. We command it to go in Jesus' name. We command tumors to leave in the name of Jesus. In any part of your body, we speak to it now and command it to go in Jesus' name. We thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, Amen. remember now, you got it. We've asked. Thank you, Father. Receive. Receive. Thank you, Lord. Just wherever you are right now, just begin to thank him. Praise him. Say, Lord, I thank, thank you, you that my body is healed. Lord, I thank you that my soul is healed. I thank you yes. that my mind is healed. My marriage yes. is healed. Whatever you believed God yes. for, declare it. You heard Kathy say that faith speaks the end result. Well, faith lives in praise and thanksgiving. And we're anxious Amen. for nothing now. But we thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Kathy, this has been so powerful. I know that people have been blessed today. I want them to be able to send their testimonies. Guys, I know God yes, touched please. you. Send them to contact at everyhousenow.org. Again, send your testimony to contact at everyhousenow.org. Tell us what you believed God for 
and and send it to us. I also want to invite you. You need to be part of a community that believes the Bible. And it's very difficult today even to find a church in your area that believes the good news of Jesus Christ for healing. So you've got to be part of a community. I want you to text the word healing to the number 94,000. Just text the word healing to 94,000 in your texting application where you'd put the phone number, put 97,000 and, and, and type the word healing. You're also going to get a free PDF about some scriptures about identity, but I want you to be able to not miss the other teachings, events, and things we're doing. So I invite you to do that. Grab your phone right now. Take seconds to do it. Type the word healing to 94,000. Um, I want you to know today that what you heard uh, is worth more than gold and silver. You have heard that you are not to give up because God is faithful and loves you. You are not to give up because the word has already told us the work is done. Jesus has Amen. taken our sickness and disease. You have heard Amen. not to give up because he's a good father. He loves you and it's yeah. his good pleasure to heal you. It's his will. And you have heard Amen. today that we must believe his word. We must receive his word. We must act on his word and nothing can stop the blessing amen. of God. They are already yes and amen in Jesus amen. Christ. God bless you, Kathy. Amen. Thank you so much for taking the time. Such a pleasure. Yes. Hallelujah. We're going to have you back on the program. I'm sure. I know people are Anytime. blessed. Uh, ask, or can you tell people now just how they can get a hold of uh, the resources and the content for healing is for everyone? Uh, you can go to uh, healing is for everyone and see lots of videos on YouTube. Uh, or you can just go to the website healing is for everyone dot com. All right. Wonderful. All right, everybody. God bless you. This is again, the Be Healed podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hannett. Look forward to talking with you next week and share it with a friend. They need what you're getting. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Be Healed podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett, and you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone, and you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless, and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of Every House, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.